Welcome to Metal Playform. Hello everyone and welcome to Metal Brain Fart. I am Brewer Thunderhead, back from the fucking dead that I've been for the past week, but I'm fine now. And with me, I have uh, always my co-host, Daru Metal. How are you doing, Daru? Trying to are survive, well? man. Trying to survive. <laughs> I was uh, like, <laughs> today I was a uh, few like uh, Ukraine. I mean, uh, yeah, it's not uh, a good joke, but, Oof, it, uh, but it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going there, man. No, no, no. I, I'm feeling way better now. But uh, yeah, yesterday was like drinking too much vodka and too much beer, man. It's not very good. I mean, whiskey. Probably yeah, I it was. Yeah, there was a happening yesterday, or or happening. I meaning like a concert, right? Yeah, or as uh, as uh, always, uh, Friday and Saturday at Club Sura Mangio, we have uh, gigs, and um, Friday was uh, okay gig, I can say. Um, Hedor or some something like this. It's like that metal black metal band. I don't know exactly how to explain. And some some uh, other band, I don't want to even uh, speak about that, because I don't like it, and that's it. But uh, yesterday, man, yesterday was Trash Till Death, with uh, Eternal Evil and uh, Sacratur. Both, uh, oh, both Trash Metal band, and both Young, and I I don't know, did you, was it uh, Eternal Evil gig, or not? I've never been to... Uh no, I'm I'm lying. I I've been to one of their gigs uh, in the past. Yeah. But I think I don't remember when. I think it was <laughs> Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter man. You, uh, it wasn't it wasn't last it wasn't last year, but it was maybe like two years yeah, ago or something. Yeah, but the, the thing is at least you know uh, what's happened when uh, Eternal Evil were playing, so that's why I ask. Fuck I uh yeah, was it wild? I I, I mean, it's, uh, I don't remember like the show being... The particular show I went to wasn't really that wild, so I, I don't know, but uh, well, maybe I'm misremembering, I mean... I, I don't know, know but uh, definitely this one was uh, fucking wild, man. I'm... Uh, and um, I, I saw a lot of friends and uh, made some new friends, but man, so much alcohol. Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how shit end up. Yeah, I guess. Uh, dude, I don't remember well, even like, how yeah. I came uh, home. Ah, <laughs> that's a relatable feeling. Yeah, I I know that all too well. Uh, yeah, but you managed to get home. I you didn't fall asleep in a alleyway or something. I don't know, but I woke up uh, home <laughs> somehow. Well, I mean. You know, drunken autopilot, it always, you know, it always brings you back somehow. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. sometimes don't, man. Sometimes you are woke up at uh, some other uh, city. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have woken up in a, in a bush <laughs> oh. once or twice oh. or, or a park bench. That has happened, but I mean, I, I would say like this, if we're going 
statistical on this thing. Uh, how many times out of 10 do I get back home? And I would say 7 out of 10 times I get myself back home. Wow. I would say. I mean, that's a... For me, it's like 8, eight and 5, 8.5. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, can, I cannot uh, waft so much today because last week um, I fall uh, in my... Uh, in my back alley in the street that is uh, on our way home because uh, it was uh, full with ice man and it's like my ribs are killing me now oh uh, yeah that's a pain right now because uh, I mean it's uh, getting it's getting warmer spring is coming and uh, it is nice but there are like spots of ice everywhere yeah, I hate this. Uh, trans- uh, I hate this transli- uh, transition uh, period when uh, it's like uh, during the day it's uh, warm enough to melt the uh, the fucking uh, snow, but uh, when it's uh, going afternoon, became cold and uh, freezing again, and it's basically like uh, ice rink. Yeah, I know. It is fucking crazy, but yeah. Um I, I like I like that the weather is coming back, but we're not gonna talk about the weather too much. Um, I mean, uh, let's uh, wanna. You have something. You haven't surprised me yet. You always come with like fucking um, surprises and shit. These two past episodes that we did <laughs> together. Well. But do you have any, no, any surprises to give or? You know, if I'm uh, giving some surprise, I'm gonna be like, and do you know what? And do you know what? But no, not surprised this ah, time. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna dish it out and uh, <laughs> at least expect it. Okay, cool, <coughs> really cool. Um, but um, should we get into our uh, picks of the week, maybe? Yeah, man. Why not? Why not? So um, go ahead, Dado. What do you have on? Well, on my single episode uh, that I done uh, last week, uh, I spoke about uh, one band, Cobra. I didn't uh, spoke like the whole episode I just mentioned. So my pick of the week is Cobra with um, their first album uh, from '85, uh, Warriors of Death. They are basically a sort of a new wave of uh, British heavy metal and uh, I like them as well as uh, Matt Butcher so um, yeah I, I think I checked them out when I did um, the research for um, for uh, for our failed attempt at a new wave of British heavy metal episode so uh, yeah they're pretty pretty sweet band I would say yeah I think if I uh, they have two albums you know, because uh, they are so they have two albums, uh, Warriors of Dead, that I uh, chose for my pick of the week, and uh, Back from the Dead, uh, both of the albums are uh, really nice, and uh, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Oh, okay, this uh, thi- this was a while ago. This is a little bit of a rarity album. <laughs> cool cover. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, do you have anything more to add about that, or should we? No, no man, because uh, like I said, I didn't have time uh, to listen so much new music, too much work, too much drinking, so yeah, uh, that's my pick of the week. Cool. Well, I I know how it is. Um, I haven't really found any... I mean, there is always new music coming out, but I mean, it isn't always... um, 
how should I say, necessary to put the spotlight on. Yeah, man. So, um, for my pick of the week, actually, uh, I was going through some some of my YouTube uh, because YouTube is doing this thing. I mean, it has been doing this for a while, but they um, make like a mix out of the things that you listen to. Yeah, like, almost like almost like uh, Django Radio. You are playing one or two artists, and they recommend you some other artist. Yeah, and I would say that, uh, I mean, it's very similar on Spotify as well. They do something, you know, based upon what you listen to and then they try to make mix uh, mixtapes, so to speak, but it always sucks. <laughs> they they haven't really nailed this um, to, they haven't nailed this art really. But uh, however, I was on YouTube and they're excellent with it. So, you know, uh, I was going through and then... Uh, all of a sudden, a song from uh, Episode came up. Oh yeah, uh, a track called uh, called Levski. Levski, which uh, I fi- Levski, yeah. Yeah. So, so I was like, uh, man, this is a really cool track. So, um, I decided to. I, I was like wondering, what album is that from? And I uh, so I checked out my. Uh, my hard drive and I have like a huge uh, I don't know you gave me like a huge uh, Bulgarian metal folder back in the day yeah I don't know how many like two two or two or three gigs of like Bulgarian music I think which I sometimes go through yeah it could be like five gigs or something it's it's huge there's a lot so anyway my pick of the week is uh, episode Bulgarski at Boch Bulgarski at Boch no, it's a code Bulgarskiat Bok. Bulgarskiat Bok, that's mean Bulgarian God. And uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, uh, especially episode, uh, first uh, couple of albums, they were more uh, speedy, heavy metal. With uh, lyrics about uh, Francois Dion, uh, or Dion, or whatever it's called, that uh, guy, I'm a little bit bad with the names. And after that, uh, they, they start to make uh, patriotic uh, songs. And actually, I was also thinking about episode because uh, a couple of days ago it was uh, the Bulgarian uh, National Day. But uh, yeah, man. You, oh, really? Yeah, on 3rd of March. Oh, man, that, that I missed. And uh, this, uh, and this uh, song that you love, uh, Oshipka, is about, uh, exactly about that uh, date. And about that, uh, it, it is to commemorate uh, the the battle of the Shipka Pass. Yeah, right. March of okay. Uh, that I didn't know. That was pretty cool. But it was cool that I, you know, because I, it, I think it was like Friday or something. I went. Mm-hmm. I, I started to. I, I listened to this album, so I, I was like one day off. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. And, uh, uh, and well. I, and Moshki Pesni is also yeah. pretty good. Uh, it's more like traditional, like traditional music, I can say, but uh, with a rock, uh, uh, rock uh, arrange, uh, arrangement. So it's like pretty nice one as well. Uh, uh, but. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, dear listeners, all the lyrics is uh, in Bulgarian language. So, yeah. For me, it's okay. I understand. But for the rest of you, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be a little bit of a 
tough thing for some people, but I, I don't really mind because I, I only, I, I almost like prefer music in languages I don't understand, so I can like read shit instead because I like to have music on while I read books and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, this is perfect. So I mean, this. Um, but yeah, what, what I'm gonna say this this album is fantastic. Actually, I went through it a couple of times this weekend, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. It's it's fucking solid. I really like this album. I, I I've only like listened to like bits and pieces of episode. Like yeah, y- you know. O- of course, I've listened to like Shipka a million times, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but but I haven't really paid attention. I, I you know a track here and there. But you know when I went through the album, uh, it was like yeah, it's fucking great. And for some reason, there's like a fucker on Metal Archives that g- given it like a fifty-five percent, which I. <laughs> which I don't think it deserves. That that's a very low. Well, well uh, um, the thing is uh, nowadays um, they're like uh, in every model uh, model Cooper, uh, you know, uh, playing uh, when uh, model Cooper have uh, their uh, events and whatever, and um, the. The people who start thinking uh, they became uh, a little bit sour out uh, like like uh, for example the people who think about Sabaton and uh, speaking of Sabaton you know they also record a song about Bulgaria I was going to mention that actually that is uh, <laughs> funny that you bring it up yeah I uh, it was a new song uh, Valley of Death uh, Valley of Death it was called exactly and the uh, Honestly, I, I've gone through uh, the new album a couple of times, and I like it. Uh, it's fine. It's a it's a good album, and that song in particular is uh, probably my favorite of that one. It's a yeah, it's really cool. Uh, the Battle of Doiran. Yeah. Uh, in 1918, I, I've never heard about this. When when I heard like when I heard it t- when I saw the title, the first mm-hmm. time I was like, oh, is this gonna be a Shipka song? <laughs> but no, it's uh, Doiron. It's a different. Not one. really, but th- there was very similar. Um, okay, they, they weren't on like a mountain, like uh, the Shipka situation. Yeah. They, they, but they were on high ground, so to speak. And I don't know what it is about Bulgarians being on high ground, but uh, I mean the thing is, you shouldn't attack Bulgarians when they have the high ground <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that seems to be something that uh, people don't learn from history they're like oh look at those Bulgarians on the hill let's try to fuck them up but truth yeah. of the matter is when Bulgarians have the high ground they, they fuck you up <laughs> yeah man <laughs> severely uh, yeah uh, and uh, so I, yeah. Uh, if I don't lie myself uh, it was uh, about that battle we have a battle um, battle cry uh, that is like basically trans- translate uh, uh, is like uh, a knife so even if you if you don't have uh, any any more uh, ammo if you're uh, empty from ammo you're just going with a knife of uh, of your um, of your gun you know ah, you're talking about the bayonet yeah yeah <laughs> that's hardcore uh, yeah yeah, well, I mean, um, yeah, that was cool. But uh, did you did you listen to? D- have you listened to that track? 
that Sabaton did or uh, yeah man uh, just one uh, one time I listened it's not bad I mean I I dropped my interest uh, from Sabaton about uh, Cold War I think something like this it's been a long time ago oh, oh man you're earlier than me then but uh, well I haven't lost my interest it's just that uh, you know they release albums I listen to them and then I go on <laughs> you know yeah uh, th that's sort of my thing but uh, I actually think that this new one uh, the war to end all wars m maybe I should have picked that one as pick of the week but yeah not really I, I think they're kind of going back to like old school style uh, it reminds me a little bit about uh, Atero Dominatus in a way. I mean, uh, like that kind of. Probably stuff. I'm gonna check it out because, uh, like I told you, I uh, the the whole album I didn't listen to from Sabaton that is uh, after Call uh, of War. No. Uh, yeah, and uh, Primo Victoria Atero Dominatus day was uh, great, and uh, actually I'm a little bit surprised that you didn't uh, pick it, uh, pick as a uh, pick of the week this uh, album, because especially this song Valley of Death was uh, very solid, and I don't say it about because it's about Bulgarian uh, story. No, I said because uh, like you said, uh, like you mentioned, it uh, remind me a little bit of uh, old school Sabaton. But yeah, man. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of like Into the Fire or something. You know, it's yeah. a really cool track. But uh, you totally. So, sorry, what were you going to say? But you totally throw a curveball at me with the uh, episode. I didn't expect that. Okay, that, 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 that's cool to hear. I mean, I, I thought that you were going to get mad, like, like fucking Brewer, I showed you this a million times, and now you listen after. No, I man, know, I'm five years or something. <laughs> I, I'm I'm uh, grateful that uh, you like uh, Bulgarian uh, metal, and uh, not only you, actually, um, uh, I think uh, uh, Tyrant from um, Niflheim, one of uh, his favorite uh, band after Maiden. Uh, oh wait, he don't like Maiden. He worship Maiden. Uh, is uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, episode and every time when I uh, met him, uh, he start to sing some of the episode uh, song. Yeah, well, uh, I can see why he likes it because there's like a little bit of a, I don't know, do they say this about episode that they are like the Bulgarian Iron Maiden? Do they say that or is that just a thing that I no I don't uh, I think you made up uh, I know definitely everyone say about uh, Arya it's uh, the Russian uh, Iron Maiden and yeah here and there not everyone uh, say about episode but uh, like I hear it probably like t five ten times in Bulgaria man not uh, not in Sweden I, I think uh, here, here's the thing though I think that they are somewhat of a of a Bulgarian Iron Maiden if you understand the d difference they're not the Iron Maiden of Bulgaria, but they are like a Bulgarian Iron. It's sort of like, you know, making a kind of food and you put a, you know, a, a, a particular spice on it that is not traditionally associated with that food. Yeah. That's kind of how I see episode that they are basically Iron Maiden that's flavored with, uh, I don't know, rakia or something. I <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, it's hard to, for me to explain because they have a very Bulgarian sounding sound. They have taken a lot of influences, especially on this Bulgarian God album. A lot of like, it sounds like a Bulgarian album. 
there there's this like you know this chorus singing and uh, you know and uh, yeah the traditional elements and all that shit yeah. so it sounds like a you know a truly bulgarian yeah, thing yeah. it doesn't sound like an yeah chill man like uh, for example yeah. uh swedish death metal with uh, the buzzing sound of uh, boss hm2 or the russian bands when the bass is very very uh high uh, volume you know what yeah i'm i'm talking more about like musically yeah you know what they do with yeah, the, the, the music itself there is uh, some uh, special flavor in every type of music uh, from a different country that's what i mean yeah 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 of course but i mean it's th- these things are so hard to explain it's sort of like trying to describe a flavor or a smell it's like yeah this smells like shit yeah but what does shit smell like you know it's a deeply philosophical and multifaceted question let's say it uh, easy way it's try to explain a core to a blind man exactly you know you, you can describe it you know you can have a different word and whatever to describe how something sounds but you can't really it doesn't make it justice you have to hear it yeah man. then you'll understand or maybe not understand i mean to each his own some people apparently this guy on uh, uh, metal archives don't don't understand the, the uh <laughs> this album but i mean hey who cares about that yeah man it's been but a yeah um i'm It's been a fucking ages. Uh, it's been a fucking ages since I listened to episode. To be honest, and lately when I listen, I'm listening mostly the album Respect. I think was the their third album. I'm not sure. And I'm yeah, not it was the one that came before. This. Yeah, definitely it came before uh, their patriotic uh, patriotic albums. Um, I'm just gonna check for uh, to see. Mm, respect uh, came out uh, 99 exactly the, right. yeah exactly the album before uh, Bulgarian God or Bulgarian Bok yeah that's true and fuck uh, um, Levski was actually a single that's that's cool yeah it's an excellent song um, wh- what I find un- interesting about that song which you never hear in heavy metal too much is a 7/4 time signature. Uh that was like when the f- the first time I heard I was like okay this is, doesn't sound 4/4 four, four, you know, yeah. like the usual now. So I noticed that it, it was a 1/2/3/4/7/1/2/3/4/5/6/7. You know it's it's subtle. Yeah. But it, it's really cool. I like it so because they have a lot of that. Uh, it's it's Balkan music. It's yeah. a traditional kind uh, of beat. Special, especially in Bulgaria, the traditional one is uh, seven eight. Yeah, <clears throat> and that that was probably the one uh, that they used on that song. Uh, seven four and seven eight. It's like, it's the same really. Uh, but yeah, uh, you are right about that. It's it's very common in. Um, Like I say, a lot of Balkan music in Serbia. I know there's a lot of seven, eight, uh, five, four things. So yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool to hear in a heavy metal song. 
That, that is not progressive, that is. I mean, in progressive metal, you, you prob- probably hear it all the time. But, you know, in a regular style heavy metal band, it's it's really awesome to hear. So. Yeah, because uh, it's uh, like 4-4, four, four, but uh, hey, that's a music theory, and I'm not uh, so good at uh, music theory, so... What are we going to speak tonight, yeah, bro? No, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm finished. So yeah, uh, <clears throat> what are we gonna talk about tonight? We're gonna talk about uh, I don't know. Are we still doing um, formats? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> because but I think there's a, a, a but but what? Uh, yeah, but uh, you need to explain what you mean exactly with that, uh, like collecting. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what I mean about formats is. Uh, you know the formats in which you listen to music heavy metal specifically because we are a metal show but uh, <clears throat> i'm uh, th- what i'm talking about is like you know the, the different formats there is you know the cd's the vinyls the tapes A-truck. but also uh, the more the more a track certainly but also it's worth mentioning like you know digital files and uh, the more modern streaming uh, thing as well so i, I just want to talk about um, you know i mean whatever we, f- we feel about the subject really that's that's the thing because i have a i have i have a couple of things to say about um, different formats because uh, there, there's always like a war on which format is the best i think vinyl of course you, you always hear it yeah it is uh in many ways i would say but uh, i don't i don't know you know i really like old school vinyls you know vinyls that were produced during the time in which uh you know people did the the kind of recordings that they did in the 80s you know the analog equipment because now everything (laughs) when you record something you do it digitally yeah right so everything that is recorded today on modern equipment is basically made yeah it's made digitally and it's put on digital formats foremost but i think it's kind of weird in this day that you do like digital recordings and you put it on a vinyl that's a little bit weird and there's a what (laughs) and then the vinyl and uh, cd is basically the analog format Yeah, um, I mean, uh, CD is not an analog format. Vinyl and cassette, I mean. Oh, okay, okay. I was like... But but that's a thing, too, when people put out uh, cassettes today. It's uh, also like um, digital uh, recordings. But uh, I don't really know how how it is, because I don't own... uh, I actually I own a, a modern um, tape, and uh, it's basically like digital tracks put on a blank tape, and it sounds, uh, you know, I uh, it doesn't sound too good. <laughs> well, to actually, yesterday I uh, get uh, the the tape of Eternal Evil because uh, you know I'm a fucking collector and I want every format that I can uh, get. And uh, so yeah, now I'm uh, waiting for the vinyl. Probably it's gonna take a couple of months uh, more because uh, all the pressing is uh, back um, with the production. Uh, and yeah, there's uh, been a 
there's been some bullshit with the pressings and shit. I, I hear that like a lot of bands uh, have like problem getting like vinyls out and shit. Yeah, man, a couple of months uh, delay. And uh, by the way, on the thanks list uh, was my name as well, and I was like surprising to to see that. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So it thanks to Terrible. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, so, um, okay, so, I mean, you, you got it. How did the tape sound? Was it a good quality or? Uh, did, I, did I mention uh, that today I'm feeling like Ukraine? And I get it yesterday. So, guess did I have a time to listen to? No, you, you probably, probably didn't. I did, man. I was like... Well, uh, uh, the whole day I was like uh, sleeping and uh, just put on the TV like 10 hours of Looney uh, Tunes or uh, some art cartoon just for some background and sleeping. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know that feel. I, I never feel like listening. I mean, I, like one of the last things I feel like doing when I'm hungover is listening to music. And especially to rush. <laughs> No, I can listen, but especially yeah. trash and death metal, that is a uh, brutal type of music. No, man, I, my, it's going to be like uh, fucking bell in, the, in my brain, you know, like a power drill. So yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't listen. No. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, um, that kind of music, I think, works uh, fine on cassettes. Because I mean, it's sort of like I mean, if you get your hands on like death metal cassettes, because I I used to have like a bunch. I have uh, because there used to be um, a store. I don't know if you know about this. It, it was in the city, like Repulsive Records in uh, Stockholm. Mm. Are you familiar with that store? I, is it on the Gamma stand somewhere or? No, no, that's uh, sound pollution. Yeah, but I know. The, uh, because uh, next to the sound pollution, there was some other store for uh, like vinyls or whatever and comics yeah uh, yeah um, i don't know if they had i mean the one that i'm talking about repulsive records they had the uh, cds vinyls and uh, porn movies that was like <laughs> whoa where, <laughs> where, where like, the fuck is that you, you need to give me the address so you can buy some movies man it it has gone out of business oh fuck. unfortunately it's been like I think they went out of business. Strangely enough, when I moved out of um, Stockholm area, also two thousand seventeen. I mean, way earlier, like two thousand and nine or something. Ah, two thousand ten. There is no. There is so, no. I mean, there is no way to know the this uh, this shop because I moved in Sweden two thousand thirteen. Yeah, it was before your time, but uh, but anyway, they they sold like. Uh, they were pretty early on this uh, this trend because you know uh, cassettes um, basically was like the the the, <laughs> the most dead format ever at that point. Mm, uh, in, I, the late, uh, in the late aughts, it was like I mean uh, we're talking about two thousand and seven until two thousand and nine. Cassettes were basically like you were like a fucking dinosaur if you like you know. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cassettes. I still uh, have I cassettes mean, uh, at I that I point. <laughs> I'm talking about 
here in Sweden? Ah, uh, probably, man. But uh, in Bulgaria, most uh, that format, uh, for example, from the mid nineties till 2010, for example, was the vinyl just uh, true hardcore uh, collected vinyls. Everyone uh, moved to digital or uh, CD, and uh, after that was uh, the cassette and. Uh, Like I like I said, uh, I own like 500, uh, 600 uh, tapes at uh, home in Bulgaria. A lot of uh, this is like a lot of those uh, cassette. Actually, it's like uh, uh, re-recorded from the original one or uh, some mixtape from the radio station. But also around uh, 150 to 200 is like original original not like license uh, shit but original oh, okay i see and uh yeah because um cassette of course was um subject to a lot of bootlegging but uh, i think we went through that in our uh, first episode the piracy one so the piracy yeah, I, i just wanted to inter inter interact with the, uh, interject with that one that uh, you know <laughs> yeah there's a lot of bootle bootlegging and uh tape trading and uh, you know piracy yeah. shit going on with that but uh, yeah yeah because because uh, it on. was uh, the most easier uh, format uh, for uh, piracing and bootlegging that's why yeah, yeah CD. i mean cd but cd are cheap exactly yeah. but even cd is cheaper man but uh, at the time you need to buy a fucking um, original CD because uh, the internet you need uh, a whole day to download the one song if you remember how was the internet back in the days oh oh yeah I remember early early internet especially getting like you said <laughs> your hands on those tracks and shit I mean but yeah I, I don't want to go too deep into like the piracy uh, thing because it's a little bit of a rehash But uh, what was I going to say about cassettes now again? We went on a fucking tangent here. Um, Repulsive Records in the city. They sold, they were, like I said, they were like basically responsible for putting, you know, the cassette back into business, so to speak. So they have like a very small, uh, what should I say, small limited uh, collection of cassettes, which they... They, they charge like 25 crowns each for them which wa which is like two uh, dollars roughly or two euros maybe yeah 2.5 euro something It like was this basically nothing and i and i was like in uh, junior high school so i mean 25 i mean it was great because i mean a cd could go for like around a hundred crowns like 10 euros or something so i mean getting getting a cassette for like two two euros i mean that was like fuck yeah so i started buying cassettes instead and i actually my dad gave me a cassette deck so i mean why not buy a bunch of cassettes because i you know there was like no reason not to get these cassettes yeah man. It, it, i mean sure it was uh, only like death metal bands that put out <laughs> during this period uh, but it was cool i mean uh, there was a bunch of I had like uh, Tribulations uh, first EP. Oh, awesome. Um, cassette. I don't know if it's their first EP, but it was 
I don't, I don't remember. Uh, it, it was really old school because Tribulation, they, they kind of changed their sound when they did their first album. Because the demo cassette, it was basically, you know, your standard, uh, not not standard, but it was, you know, Swedish death metal at its best, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like a pure, pure uh, Swedish death. It wasn't like a dismember something like this. They changed it a little bit. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, this cassette that I'm talking about, it was more in line with Entombed, I mm. would say. I mean, old school, left and path stuff. But the thing was, Tribulation, I think they turned into like a rock and roll inspired death metal band when they did their first full length album. Well, a lot so they basically went from, they did like a speed run on the uh, <laughs> on the Entombed thing. Yeah, so they went from like left hand path to like uh, Volring Blues in like one album basically. Yeah, but uh, you know what, uh, that time a lot of band, uh, especially death metal, became to be a uh, death and rock like uh, you uh, you mentioned tribulation like you mentioned uh, entombed but mm. uh, also gorefest as well and not only them but um because it was like uh, the late 90s i think at that time and um and uh, you know uh, you need some new fresh blood and uh, they try to change the style but not so roughly like uh, for example from trash metal to go to country metal uh, or country rock like metallica done yeah yeah well um, i i know that but the thing with tribulation is that they were like a band that formed in like the mid uh, double double zeros you know in oh five or oh six or something and they were basically doing the entombed thing like 10 years after <laughs> or something so it's a little bit strange but you know whatever i i bought a bunch of cassettes there and um, I, I like the format and um, I don't know I I still see it being produced and uh, I don't know are cassettes cheaper than CDs I don't, I don't really know because it's been a while since I bought any depends but I when get the feeling uh, that uh, the new one the new one is a little bit cheaper because uh, if you buy it from the bands directly uh, I'm gonna give an uh, example with uh, Eternal Evil and Atononen because they're um, uh, they sell, uh, sell obviously from the merchandise and it was like uh, 70 crowns for cassette and uh, like 100 or 150 for a CD for uh, uh, Eternal Evil Ooh. and um, Atononen was like uh, 50, 50 crowns for a cassette and uh, 100 for a CD so it's a little bit cheaper it's it's a fair price it's a fair price i would say i mean it's a little bit pricier but then again it's almost like been 10 years since i bought those 25 crowns cassettes so i mean inflation has gone up so i guess 50 crowns is it's about okay but, but that is when i've when i've bought cassettes recently too i mean it doesn't happen too often but i have uh, bought one or two cassettes from Bandcamp from different acts and uh, it has been uh, in and around you know five five to six euros for a new cassette for a full-length album and uh, that's that's a fair price I would say <coughs> but, so, um, but once again it's depend uh, from the band because uh, I think um, I saw a cassette of uh, Fotsam and Jetsam no no uh, Doomsday for Deceiver for about uh, 150 crowns, that is almost like a CD, 
Oh, well, I mean, that's, uh, uh, that's a little bit of a uh, rari rarity, right? Uh, 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 nah, I think uh, even was like a, a re release, something like this shit, man. And um, so it was pricey. And once again, it's depend uh, from the bands to the bands. And because, um, uh, you know, sometimes you can uh, find a great deal on uh, used uh, use vinyls, for example. I bought um, Stay Hungry and um, which uh, on uh, on vinyl and not uh, from Twisted Sister, like two vinyls from Twisted Sister and a couple of vinyls from Saxon for about uh, 75 uh, crowns, used one. Oh, damn. That's a pretty decent price, <laughs> I would say. No, it's not decent but price. I it's mean, a uh, cheap one. It's a cheap. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean, uh, it's not like mint condition. There's like a little bit of a blemish and like mm, very whatever. good condition, I can say. Because I listen to that, it's not terrible uh, sounding like skipping and whatever. Because uh, I receive a present, and the guy obviously he don't uh, have a um, uh, vinyl player, but uh, he he found. Um, that um, glory from um, uh, Heavy World for 50 crowns. And on Gazette? No, 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 oh, no on uh, vinyl. vinyl. On vinyl. And, oh. uh, and it's uh, quite okay, but uh, there, w there is one scratch, and uh, sometimes it's uh, just whooping that place. And uh, unfortunately, the the, the the poster was missing. And that's why it it was so cheap, because otherwise that didn't worry with the poster and um, I think uh, seven inch uh, like bones uh, vinyl or something like this. Uh, it's about 700 crowns, like 70 euro, something like this shit, man. I'm speaking about the first one, the first press. I don't know if they repress it after that. Yeah, but but that that's the thing with vinyl, though. I mean, the prices can like vary depending on condition and uh, you know, whatever. And bent, of course. So um, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, but with heavy low, they're again kind of, kind of, you know, could be. I, I don't know how how common you know heavy load vinyls are, but I guess I mean if they are common, I mean I, I think, uh, I mean a good condition record of any kind is. Um, is always valuable i i would guess i mean maybe like a you know uh, like an iron maiden record from the 80s i mean if it's in good condition you can you could get a you know decent price a good uh, a decent price for it i suppose it i i don't know i haven't really been selling vinyls at all selling or buying at all yeah really because uh, uh for example i have a uh, seven inch of uh, one band you know bms I'm not gonna say the name of the band exactly, but I will give you mm. a hint. And uh, this and this seven-inch uh, talisman, uh, the first press was like uh, ten transparent and, tra and ten uh, black uh, vinyls, and uh, the last one that was sold it was like for a uh, eight uh, or no eleven uh, eleven uh, thousand crowns, man. Yeah, they, they, I know. I know what you're talking about. That that is steep. But it's sort of like I mean, uh, talking about rare vinyls. Um, 
my my new favorite band Bathory uh, has a very famous record the yellow goat a particular the yellow goat exactly I think uh, we and, uh, we um, spoke about uh, the yellow goat on one of our uh, earlier episodes I don't remember for which one yeah but I don't remember which uh, exactly <laughs> I, I do I, I think we've talked about it but I like like you said I, I don't even remember like the the case but 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 that's kind of interesting because i i don't know i read about it in this uh, th- this book that i'm cur- currently reading at the toilet the blood fire death about the swedish uh, metal scene through the years uh, in the chapter about bathory I, I read about that apparently there was like some guy that found the yellow one yellow goat for like no money at all because there was like some old lady selling it at a, like, uh, you know, yeah, a stack like of uh, records or something like this. Yeah, yeah, you know, some thrift store or whatever, and he picked it up, and it was like worth like four hundred times the value he bought it for, or something. <laughs> Not yeah, really, man. but maybe forty times more. I think I don't I don't remember where it goes for. It could be like. I mean, it depends on condition. I mean, if you just have it in, like, near mint or, like, decent condition, then it can go for, like, four or five thousand uh, Swedish crowns, which is, like, four or five hundred euros or something. I, but, I mean, it's been a while. I haven't really checked yeah, out the value. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, Gotham City is uh, about a thousand uh, to... Uh, 1,500. Yeah, those, those must be pretty fucking rare as well. Yeah. I But mean... Yeah, I think we should... Um, I think we should uh, put a pin in it, go to a break and... Yeah, because I... After... Uh, yeah, I was uh, about to say that. Well, um, we are coming back very soon after this commercial from our yeah, sponsor. But, uh, but we don't... But we are going to play something. Huh? I forgot to mention it, uh, but we have something to play during the break. You have? Yes, I have. That's cool. For, I'm sorry I forgot to mention it, but yeah, we're going to play something from um, from the the new Palantir album. Ah, And, nice. Uh, this track is uh, named after the album as well. So uh, uh, yeah, we'll be right back soon after listening to Palantir. A little bit Swedish. Chasing. A little bit Swedish ah, power. Dude. Do you have to inter- what? A little bit of Swedish power metal. Exactly. So uh, we'll be right back.
Yeah, and that was uh, Palantir, Chasing a Dream. Now I got it said without being uh, interrupted. So uh, <laughs> now you guys know, Swedish power metal. Yeah. So it's a, um, it's a good to chase a dream, man. And uh, do you know what is even more uh, good uh, than uh, chasing the dream? Uh, what is more good than chasing a dream, Dado? To catch the dream. To fulfill that, that dream. That is true. Fucking hell, guys. That you should, guys, Palantir, guys. If you're listening, you should do a follow-up track, "Catching the Dream," <laughs> "Chasing a Dream Part 2 Or it's gonna be epic. Make it 17 minutes. <laughs> uh, uh, and the th and the third one is gonna be "Living the Dream." Oh, <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be like uh, the thing that Blaze Bailey did. Um, he did like a trilogy of albums. I don't remember the names now. But, yeah. Uh, so this album, Chasing a Dream. The next album, uh, Catching, the, Catching dream. the Dream. Third, third album, Living the Dream. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, if, they if they pick up on that idea, we're going to demand royalties <laughs> for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, at, or at least like liner notes, credits, like um, the, um, the guys in, uh, in uh, Eternal Evil did for you. Like yeah, thanks man. Thanks to... <laughs> well, uh, speaking about Palantir, they, I think they only released it on CD. A as far as I know, they only released a new album on CD. Yeah. And not vinyl. And, uh, uh, but uh, that's not only Palantir. A lot of bands uh, do that. For example, uh, Wolf Cross, that was uh, my pick of the week last time, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they have just a CD, and um, unfortunately, it's like a CD. Not everyone uh, want to buy CD anymore. But uh, no, I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of people don't have CD players. Like uh, myself, for instance, I don't have a CD player. Well, I do have a CD player, but I need to clean the fucking lens. But mm. I basically have no CD player. <laughs> But uh, also there is uh, the other uh, side of the coin, uh, for example, our friend uh, Peter, he is um, like 99% of uh, his collection is on CD. Oh yeah, that dude has a lot of CDs. That's <laughs> pretty yeah. crazy actually. And the third but CDs are, uh, c CDs are extremely easy to like um, collect a lot of. Not always, yeah. not always. Uh, like a, I mean, uh, my point being is that they they are fairly easy to store. That yeah. is my point. So if you have, I mean, and they don't take up a lot of space, really. I mean, vinyl vinyl records take up way more space than uh, the same amount of CDs does. I, think. Uh, I mean, vinyl don't take so much uh, space as a uh, length, but uh, as a deep, you know. It's take more, but cassette is. Uh, I can say it's uh, fairly good, but uh, also it's uh, totally fucked up uh, because you can uh, store cassette like on uh, three, four rows, but uh, 
every time you need uh, if you want to listen to cassette and ah I didn't listen this for a very long time and you are start to searching like a fucking idiot for 15-20 minutes on different rows just to find it yeah <laughs> that is pretty annoying but actually I saw a thing um, in a Facebook group um, about uh, you know uh, storing cassettes and things Th there's apparently this um this item on you can get on IKEA. It's like a storage um, shelf for uh, uh, spices. Uh -huh. But it is uh, it is designed in such a way. I don't know. It was some guy in this group. He found out that you know if you put this uh, shelf on the wall, it's you know it's a loose shelf that you s put on the wall, right? Yep. But the thing is, it's dimensioned per perfectly so that you could fit cassettes in them. And you can fit like uh, I don't know how many, but uh, I mean these, um, you know these uh, cases. They they weren't like particularly expensive either. They were like made of wood. You put them on the wall, and uh, you could fit like pff, maybe fifteen cassettes, twenty. I don't I don't know. I don't remember. But, but uh, uh, that was really cool, by the way. <laughs> but uh, how you fit them like? Uh, uh, like cover uh, in the front or uh, like sideways because uh, if it's sideways it's quite okay uh, to fire to search uh, into cassette but if it's uh no, you, you fit them you fit them like side you sideways you so you have the spine outwards so mm. you can see like what the spine says and yeah. then you can because so uh, ba but basically it's designed in such a way that you know half of the spine isn't visible it's blocked up by by wood but you know you can easily just you know take out a cassette yeah it it's very easy to like you know flip it out from the case it's so way I mean if you don't know it's what way it says then I mean it's way better than uh, three or four rows and to search for 20 minutes oh yeah it, it, it was really handy I, I'm going to try to uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find out what uh, what kind of a case that was and uh, because that was really, um, it was really cool. I think I saved it on my Facebook, but yeah, whatever. Um, cassettes are, um, they are very small and, and like you said, that can be, can be a bitch to um, store and uh, put on shelves. I mean, I, I keep my cassettes in a, in a shoe box. <laughs> no joke. I, I, <laughs> I have a shoe box in my, uh, in my sofa because my sofa is like, it's one of those uh, sofas that you can turn into a two-person bed. Uh, like mine. It's like one of the, the, yeah, exactly like yours. It has like one of the hatches, you know. Yeah. That you can put like pillows or whatever. I have like a huge shoebox there with a bunch of cassettes, <laughs> mostly mixtapes though. But there are some originals. Uh. Dude, uh, <laughs> when you when you when you search shoebox full with cassette, do you know what uh, reminds me of? Uh, no. You remember uh, when I have my first car and I have like a, a small banana box full of CDs? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it was uh, that uh, time when we was at the Copperfield. I think uh, you were playing there and uh, we stayed at uh, my car and drinking. Okay, I was drinking uh, alcohol-free beer because obviously I was driving. But you guys were oh, yeah, drinking. Yeah. 
and I have a, yeah, we were saving money money by drinking in your car yeah <laughs> and I and I have all my uh, CD collection uh, in one banana box the small one uh, in my trunk I mean banana boxes are great for storing CDs I mean if you're moving somewhere but I don't I don't remember were, were you moving at that time or no I was uh, did ju you just have I have it in my carcass uh, you know I have uh, uh, just old school uh, CD player in my car, and uh, I was listening uh, to uh, to CDs, and uh, why not to have like uh, all my EC collection? Now I cannot fit it in one small banana box, because uh, <laughs> I have around seven, uh, around five, six hundred uh, CDs, man. <laughs> at that point, damn, damn, that's crazy. Well, I don't remember the banana box, but uh, I, I thought it was funny that you said that you had an old school CD player in your car. <laughs> I remember when like CD players were like high tech as shit in cars. Yeah, yeah. I remember growing up, uh, there was like, uh, I mean, I remember that being pretty fucking rare to have like a CD player in your car. A lot of people just had cassette decks. Yeah. And and, mean, uh, uh, and when uh, you turn to digital, you have this uh, cas uh, this uh, uh, aux cable attached to a cassette, so you can play the digital format. Oh man, <laughs> that thing was um, pretty shit in a way. Um, I, I I remember like one time. I think I. I don't know where I went. I think I went over to like uh, Valentin's place back when I was still in Starlight, and we were um, we were gonna write songs or something. But I mean, writing songs is always like a code word for getting shit faced with uh, your bandmates. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, I think we we went in his car, and he had like one of those fucking uh, you know uh, cassette adapters to an aux cable, and it. Uh, it only worked in a certain uh, you had to hold the cable a certain way in order for the <laughs> for the sound from the mp3 player to come come out the right way so that was uh, kind of funny yeah. but, but speaking about that uh, cassette adapter with an aux cable did you know that um, they actually put out this they put out like a bluetooth connector <laughs> no <laughs> that a cassette but with a bluetooth connector yeah what the fuck, man? I don't, I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, no. Nah, but m my stepbrother, he, um, he used to own like a huge ass uh, bus, basically, yeah. like an old school uh, van, fifties, uh, sixties bus. Yeah, like a and that Volkswagen or something like this. Like yeah, it was a Volkswagen, as a matter of fact. <laughs> All right. So, Mystery um, yeah, Machine. that bus. Yeah, <laughs> basically. But yeah, that bus, of course, it had only a cassette deck. So he basically, and, and even I was like flabbergasted. This, this must have been like 10 years ago or something. And he was like, eh, I found this Bluetooth cassette adapter. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, even back then, I think around 2012, uh, 2014, I think... CD players in cars were pretty common. Yeah, it was, it was common. uncommon to find like a. By by that point, it was common. I mean, it was more uncommon to like find a, a car with a cassette deck inside. That was like I, rare. I think uh, <laughs> I think just uh, Volvo. I don't know till which year they 
they have like a combo cassette plus a CD and uh, oh fuck that's a great I man remember that I think the Volvo V70 had like one of those combined cassette decks and CDs yeah and then I think eventually they just dropped the cassette thing but but they were pretty early with the CD overall so um, I, I always that, that was uh, I always like uh, this commercial about Volvo. Are you try? Are you sick uh, from uh, German techno? Try Swedish metal, Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, CD in the car. Uh, that, that, that's a that's a very I don't know. I have mixed feelings about the CD player in a car because um, I remember always uh, people would always fuck up their CDs, especially in cars. Well, because you know uh, when when people would get done with an album, they would like eject the CD and throw it up on like the you know, you know wherever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why uh, so my uh, my passenger seat was. Uh, when I uh, on a daily basis when I went to work uh, and I still was uh, living with Biskupen so um, every time I have like uh, 20 to 25 CDs and that's probably one of the reason I hate um, Digipack oh Cause man because <laughs> even two times that's, three gotta, that's gotta suck Two times, three times, just to throw in the seat, and the digipack became a shit. And you know the yeah, joke. Yeah, man, the digipack is not made for uh, for travel, I guess. No, it's it's, uh, it's look good, but uh, just for two minutes, and, and that's it. If you want a uh, digipack, it's basically putting uh, with a fuck, uh, don't open and just put it on your collection and you have a good digipack because even now on my shelves you know I have a couple of uh, digipack of Solomon they are smashed because I need some space and <laughs> I, I can uh, use a little bit more uh, to fill that and just the digipack is just fucked I mean I I'm kind of mixed about digipacks because uh, packaging is good to talk about i think because packaging especially when it comes to cds is uh, a fucking nightmare i would say it's a very convenient format cds but you know do you know what i fucking hate i i hate jewel cases a lot because uh, they are so fucking fragile and uh, they always break easily but, yeah, I mean, then again, it's it's pretty easy to replace them out if they break. Because uh, Digipack uh, is pretty. Because Digipack, if it's uh, fucked, it's uh, fucked. Okay, you can uh, just uh, and also when uh, the holder is um, sometimes the glue don't uh, hold very good, and if you put, um, for example, Gorilla glue or some uh, of those uh, uh, strong ones. Uh, it's uh, put some stains in the back and it's annoying man yeah the digi pack is gonna be like the worst <laughs> really when you think about it i mean uh, <clears throat> i mean cds overall are pretty like fragile things really 
I mean, if you put a CD on a you know on a surface uh, that's uh, that is not soft, or I mean, if you put a CD anywhere else but uh, the CD player or the CD case, I mean, then you're gonna have a bad time. I mean, they, I mean the scratches and shit. I mean, well, not only CD, man, and the vinyl as well. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, I'm always extremely. When it comes to CD and vinyl, I'm like extremely careful with the fucking discs. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be. I mean, otherwise you'll fuck them up, and you don't want that. Man, also you don't want to have like a fucking uh, scratch in it that ruins this whole fucking experience. But the thing is, uh, especially with the CD, they have like a sickness, I can say, because um, if you don't play, uh, if you don't use it uh, for a long time. They start to peel. You know what I mean. Uh, what What did you say? They start to what? To peel. The layers. To peel. Yeah. Ah, oh, peel. Okay. All right. I see. Yeah. And uh, that's I also mean, the, C- the CDs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fucky. <laughs> uh, yeah. Spe- especially if it's a burnt CD, like. Uh, some of the bands uh, that um, want to to have some merchandise to promote uh, their uh, music, they in the beginning they always use uh, CDR, man. And uh, after a couple of years, uh, they just uh, start to peel. Yeah, those uh, really shitty burnable CDs. <laughs> yeah, you burn yourself. Yeah. They're fucking awful. But but I remember there was l- sort of like a quality thing with burnable CDs. Because you could pay, like, a, you know, if you paid more for a burnable CD, there, there was like a quality. Right? So yeah. if you paid a little bit more, then you could get, like, quality burnable CDs. I actually have a couple of, like, old burnable CDs that are, like, in perfect condition because, you know, I, I, I gave a little bit more money for them. Yeah, man. But I there is, of course, like dollar store shit brand burnable CDs. So, <laughs> and those were awful. I, I don't, I don't want to mention uh, brands and whatever, but uh, I think Prinko was the worst one. It's like uh, for one, less than a year, you, your CD is fucked. But I love to use them uh, when, I, uh, when I sell music. Because I, I recorded... Uh, the CD for uh, someone back in days when the internet wasn't so popular and nobody not nobody but uh, not everyone uh, know how to record uh, a CD and doesn't have a computer or whatever so oh, Daru can you make me a CD uh, mix, like a mixtape of CD yeah sure this is the songs oh man you were basically the provider. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Dude, I, I, rem- I remember that shit from when I was young because, uh, you know, not everyone, like you said, not everyone had a computer or was, like, savvy enough to do it. Yeah. But there was always this guy that, that could be like, hey, do you want this game or do you want this new album from this band or whatever? Yeah. There was always that shit going on in my childhood. I remember that so well. But yeah, do go on. I I interrupted you. Uh, and uh, and then I use uh, just this uh, fucked up quality. So after a couple of months, 
the oh yeah can you can we make this city again because but uh, basically never they never uh, uh, copied the same city because uh, most of uh, of the people that I recorded the city is like uh, uh, one hit uh, wonder or top 40 you know and uh, every month is a different song that is uh, so popular yeah Oh man! So you, so you were uh, <laughs> good old providing your bootleg CDs. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, I, I mean, um, do you remember like the huge binders that people would go around with? <laughs> what do you think yeah. I was buying? <laughs> of course. At one point, I, mean, uh, I remember my. At one point, my I brothers have... always had. Uh, yeah, okay, continue, Google, continue with sorry. your. No, I, I was just gonna say that my big brothers, they, they had always, but all of them had like, you know, these huge fucking binders. I mean, they were like, I mean, I don't know, I was a kid back then, but they were fucking massive. And then it was uh, like hundreds of CDs. Hundreds of, a hundred CDs, yeah, that was probably it. And they would bring that shit to like parties and whatever, because there wasn't, you know, back in those days, there weren't like Spotify or, no. I mean, sure, there was computers, but. People, people. I mean, I don't, I don't know if people did Winamp parties. I don't think they did. CD players were probably a lot better to, you know. Or, or maybe they were outside and brought a boombox with a CD player that could be. Yeah. Out. That was probably. I, I, that was probably what my brothers did. They probably went out with their mopeds to the forest, drinking beer and listening to like hard style techno in the forest. I don't know. That was probably what they did. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but at one point <laughs> I have like, one point I have like uh, four of those uh, hundred CD binders just with a cheapy one for uh, selling, and I have uh, f and I have like uh, two or three for with expensive CD for me, <laughs> for my use. Damn, uh, for for your uh, quality CD. Yeah, that is. But uh, hey, yeah, because that. When I sell the music, I, I'm pretty sure from all the city that I recorded and sell it, probably there was maximum 10 songs that was metal. Everything was some crappy music. Yeah, but it was a way to make money. <laughs> I mean, but at one point, uh, man, I was uh, repairing computer and uh, selling CD and I was made more money than someone who was working man that's sad but hey i mean uh, that's the entrepreneurial spirit you have there <laughs> <laughs> good old times but, man <laughs> um, but i was thinking you know this whole bringing binders of of cds to a party i actually talked to my dad way back about this you know bringing bringing music to a party and vinyls and he said when he was a kid yeah, he, he said that, uh, I, I asked him because, you know, uh, I said, you know, I mean, how was it for you? Did you guys like bring a bunch of cassettes or did you like bring a fucking vinyls over to people? And he basically said that it was more common that, you know, people brought a bunch of vinyls to a party. And he said that they were actually like um, sort of like, you know, bags that were 
dimensioned in such a way that you could fit a bunch of um, yeah like uh, yeah like uh, I have uh, from Muscle Rock this bag oh uh, but but that's like the um, the wool bags right you know the soft fabric yes yeah. right yeah you're talking yeah but the, the the thing he was talking about here was like basically like leather bags they were sort of like you know like working portfolios but they were you know in a dimension that they could fit yeah know, the uh, the vinyls inside and there there was like different designs of them you can have them as a backpack or like a like a sling around bag or a, or or like a you know proper working portfolio you know with a with a handle mm -hmm. so that was like the thing that people you know whenever they were going to a party they brought like a couple of uh, <laughs> as many vinyls or the or many vinyls as they had or as they could fit inside a bag and then they went to a party and they played so yeah. i mean um, yeah but uh, you know also the djs uh, they have uh I'm I'm speaking right now for the professional DJs, not like uh, me at the club with a Spotify. They uh, who is using a turntable, they have um, a hard cases that uh, that can fit uh, fifteen CD, uh, fifteen vinyls, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've heard uh, I have heard about it, but I haven't seen them. I, I Those, think uh, hard cases. Um. I think I saw for a CD because uh, way back uh, when I came uh, in Sweden, uh, this uh, place, uh, Pussy Gogo, uh, you know, uh, I was talking about this before. It was at Gamostan. I, um, uh, I, yeah. I actually never, never went there, so. Uh, and uh, there, the DJ was uh, using. Uh, proper DJ equipment uh, but uh, with a CD and uh, they have like uh, hard cases uh, that uh, fit uh, CDs and I don't know man I, I'm, I'm a little bit um, scared for my collection because you know so, uh, some of the CD for example it's gonna be easy to replace a uh, metallic CD or a maiden CD is gonna be easy to replace but some of the CD it's like uh, gonna be fortune to spend to replace it if something happened but uh, that's not only for the city yeah, that's uh, for yeah. the vinyl as well yeah th that is true i mean it's uh it's an expensive hobby <laughs> in a way but yeah um okay uh, we've been talking about cassettes vinyls and cds i was thinking um do you know about any like strange formats that you've seen music on uh yeah uh, you're speaking about uh this like uh, vinyl but uh, also uh it's like a laser disc i think was the name uh yeah laser disc is um i mean i mean it's a video format yeah uh basically an analog um disc format it was pretty cool but i i don't know how it is with the, they definitely put uh, like movies and shit on there but i don't know if they did music with it i think maybe like live shows and whatever but i i haven't really seen anything i don't know is, is there like a laser disc version of live after death no i, I don't know uh, 
I I think uh, even it would uh, it would be fucking sweet though. <laughs> yeah, because basically that would that's be a, really fucking cool if there was. Because basically that's a, like uh, you say a vinyl, but to play uh, like a video. And um, yeah, exactly. I, I, and I think uh, this format uh, die very very soon. Um, I mean, uh, it it was a very short period of uh, living and. Uh, it's a quite obscure vi- uh, format and um, also it's about the movies I don't think uh, have some uh, metal especially metal music uh, on on it eventually if there's uh, some concert it's gonna be some uh, hard rock or rock music or uh, some pop artist I don't know back in the days uh, yeah I mean um it sounds like I mean there was like this format called um, video CD, which was uh, a kind of a strange. As a, I mean, there's like a, a YouTube channels that uh, take uh, take this shit up, I guess. But uh, yeah, there yeah, is. I think um, I, I think this video CD was a thing that um, it basically was like mu- music videos or something put on CDs. But it took like a certain kind of a player. It was basically like a, it wasn't a DVD player. It was a music CD player. Really fucking weird. I think this was before even DVD was a proper yeah. format yet. I think this was in the eighties. But by the way, um, I checked it out. If um, you know, I, I mentioned Live After Death. I don't think there's a Laserdisc version. Well, what the fuck do you know? In the 90s, they released fucking Laserdisc versions of Live After Death. What? <laughs> fuck, man. Yes. Really? In, ni- in, in 1991 and 92, they released the whole fucking Live After Death thing on Laserdisc. Uh, that's, that's, that's great, man. But, uh, you know, you, ha- you, need, uh, you need to have a special player. And uh, I think Laserdisc, uh, Laserdisc player is fucking fortune you need a bag of money to to buy this uh, player oh probably 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 but fuck man i i would ac- actually like a laser disc player because uh, it's a really cool format because it isn't um, it is actually an analog format and not a digital one so uh, when you basically rewind and uh, fast forward you do it it's very smooth Mm-hmm. Because uh, the uh, Laserdisc players, they would come with a controller that had like a, you know, a sliding disc, you know. Mm-hmm. So whenever you paused uh, the video footage, you could like slide it with this uh, analog slider back and forth. Yeah, I can. And it I basically, you know, it's not that, like the jittery thing that the, the, the VHS or the DVD did, you know. Mm-hmm. It was really smooth, like... Uh, it's hard to explain, but if you look up videos on it on YouTube, how you know the um, fast forward and uh, you know uh, reverse looks, it's, it's very smooth. Apparently, sorry, I was wrong. Uh, it was actually the first laser disc version of Live After Death was released in '86. All right. Uh, so, uh, well, but it was only in Japan. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, most of uh, this uh, laser disc uh, uh, stuff is uh, in Japan because uh, you know Japan is like the birthplace of uh, all of the formats like Sony and uh, 
whatever uh, other brand uh, that uh, put uh, some new player they also put uh, the new format as well so it's normal yeah yeah exactly and um, speaking about weird video formats of uh, albums um, are you familiar with DVD audio I hear that format but uh, no I'm not familiar it's um, it was I, I shouldn't say that it was a thing but uh, apparently it existed at one point but but here's the thing I'm, I'm talking about Iron Maiden again but uh, this, this is the only I, I think this is the only DVD, audio DVD that he ever released and it was uh, Dance of Death and um, it, what was special about this release was that it had uh, 5.1 surround sound uh, mixing mm -hmm. as well as um, like stereo mixing so basically this was the thing you you had like your big movie system like your 5.1 sound and your big ass TV and you put this DVD disc inside and then it would you know you, you would have the choice stereo or you know surround sound and then uh, when you basically play the album it would basically put like lyrics on the screen you know like lyric videos like uh, you know, uh, you know li like uh, what was uh, like karaoke uh, <clears throat> I think so yeah in a way I, I haven't really seen that but it, it was like it was like the the lyrics on on screen at least i don't know if there were fancy animations you know how do you how do they do uh, lyric videos nowadays i don't i don't think it was like that but maybe it was like um, i i i don't know i haven't seen it but but that, i mean it was it was a really weird format and i don't know anything i don't know about any other band than iron maiden than that did that particular probably so audio thing Probably some uh, obscure uh, Japan band. <laughs> Who knows, man? Yeah, probably. I mean, like you said, you know, the, the formats uh, were all born in Japan. So, I mean, if the, if there's something, um, you can find some really weird weird formats over there. Yeah. Uh, also, one of the biggest pain in the ass, but I love this format, is uh, VHS. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool format for um, <coughs> videos, but uh, but did they ever um, did they do something similar ever that uh, they did with audio DVD? Was there ever like an album, an audio album released on a VHS in the mm. same way? I don't think so. No, I speak about uh, for example uh, live uh, concert and whatever. Oh yeah, of of course, but. Um, uh, there was actually, um, you know, the competitor of the VHS, the Betamax. Yeah. There was actually quite a few, um, of course, Iron Maiden releases put on Betamax, but um, I, I don't think I don't think Betamax really um, pulled there through there. Nah, the, uh, this format wasn't so popular as uh, VHS, for example. VHS take over. Yeah. Yeah, it really it really was, but um <laughs> Yeah, but I think Betamax was uh, I mean, I think it in in America Betamax was a serious competitor, but I think in 
in like Sweden. I, I don't think in Europe uh, generally. Or, or, or Europe generally. I mean, I don't think Betamax. I mean, I, I I've never seen a Betamax cassette in real life. So I I, I think I saw it. Uh, it was like uh, almost as a VHS big, probably a little bit shorter. They, they are tiny bit tinier. They're yeah. like, um, not as long, I think, and they're a little, a little smaller. But um, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, maybe th maybe I have seen them, but uh, mixed them up for like a VHS type. I don't know. Yeah, but, um, same here, man. It, it it was a higher quality thing with Betamax. Um, I think it was a little bit heavier too. I don't know. VHS, of course, it's always like the cheapest format that wins out in the end. The format that is uh, cheapest to produce, it always wins. Yeah, man, because because uh, who, yeah. uh, who wanna give like uh, three hundred uh, crowns or uh, three hundred dollars for a video a VH, uh, for a Betamax or whatever when you have the same for uh, like thirty dollars. Yeah, that that is the key to winning, <laughs> because you don't want to have like expensive, uh, expensive software. But I mean, uh, the hardware can be yeah. expensive, but the software need to be cheap. Yeah, but also it's the same with the audio uh, audio tapes. You know, you have Chrome, you have Metal, you have uh, some other uh, stuff, and I think Metal was oh, like the, the 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 expensive one. Yeah, metal cassettes were very expensive, and um, I actually have never owned a metal cassette, I think, ever. But they weren't too common, because, I mean, they were expensive. Yeah. I mean, you, you could buy, bu buy like, recordable metal cassettes, and the, and this, I mean, th those for, 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 like, huge audiophiles. I mean, you know, people that were very concerned about, you know, getting the, you know, the best sound they could get would get like a metal cassettes but i don't think the common uh, the commoner <laughs> would <laughs> would invest yeah. in that i mean wh why buy one cassette when you can get uh, five empty cassettes for the same price it's like you know well there is a crazy people man uh this how you feel uh, how you feels is like uh, crazy about the sound and uh, even one bit they can uh, they can hear it and i like uh sounds same for me uh and you know uh, for example yeah. for example uh, the most imp one of the most important uh, thing on the vinyl player is the needle i saw uh, some needles that uh, cost like uh, 100 uh, 100,000 uh, swedish crowns that is like uh, what 10,000 uh, euro 10,000 uh, us dollars something <laughs> like this for a one needle yeah well that the that is the thing, but the needle is the most expensive part of any vinyl player. Yeah, but you can... Uh, I think. Yeah, but uh, if you are not an audio uh, audiophile, you can uh, find uh, the needle that is uh, good quality for like 5,000, not 100,000. I mean, the 100,000 one, what, what does it do that a regular needle doesn't do? Is it like, does it reduce like the sparkle or whatever? I have the, no... F the interference or... I have no fucking idea, man. 
Because it wouldn't surprise me that there would be some fucking idiot out there that doesn't like, you know, the crackling sound of uh, the vinyl. Yeah. Which, honestly, that's the best part, I think. Yeah, man, it's like... Uh, that's the, uh, the real feel when you hear the crack. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's comfy. It's a comfy sound. I like it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't hear it, I mean, if you have a, a, such a high-end needle that doesn't even pick that shit up, I mean, what's the point? Yeah, better to listen to MP3 or uh, FWAC or whatever format you want. Or, or fucking CD, for that matter, I mean. Yeah, um, if you want physical. I mean, that. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, do you... Do we have anything more to say, or should we wrap this up? I think we have well, gone through a lot, actually. For the formats, we can uh, speak a lot, a lot, and every he- uh, everyone have a different uh, preferable format. Yeah, obviously nowadays uh, the digital one is uh, and streaming service is uh, most more convenient than uh, old school uh, analog one, but. Um, I I still prefer uh, to listen to analog music. Yeah, that, that doesn't mean I don't listen to to stream service. And no, I'm not listening to Spotify. I'm listening to Django Radio. And um, <laughs> yeah, because everyone asks yeah, well, me. Because everyone asks me, hey, what is? Uh, do you have like a public Spotify list or whatever is called that? And I'm walking then like a fucking alien and I'm no I don't use Spotify how the fuck you don't use the Spotify I mean it is crazy how how Spotify has become like it's sort of like um, Facebook the, um, the stream I mean it's it's like streaming's equivalent to like the CD or something it's like because, the I Facebook mean, man. it was like yeah I mean that, that too but um but I mean, th- that's the thing. It's convenient. That that's really all there is to it. Because I mean, yeah, uh, but but you I have remember, a, yeah, but you have uh, some other convenient pro, uh, app, for example, uh, SoundCloud or uh, uh, if you are buying uh, digital music. Because no, I'm not buying digital music. I'm buying analog music. Um, I mean, I I I say though, I really like Bandcamp because. You yeah, can buy the music exactly. directly from the band, exactly. merchandise, uh, that was CDs, the other cassettes. That was the other app, and uh, like I said, uh, Django Radio, and you can find millions other streaming services as well than Spotify. But uh, yeah. Spotify, but Spotify yeah, well, became uh, stuff like uh, Facebook. Uh, now, if uh, someone don't have a Facebook, you walk, uh, you walk him like an alien and. Which uh, century you live? The same is with the Spotify. When I say I don't use Spotify, yeah, they're like, what the fuck? Dude, I, I remember a bunch of musicians' friends back, you know, musician friends back in the day. They they would always <laughs> be like, some of them would be like, no, I never want to use Spotify because they, they don't pay, <laughs> you know, good money and so. And I mean, that is true. But however, whenever you play live, and people want to get in touch with your music. They, they, I mean, I mean, I remember back when I played with Starlight. That was the thing that we, we, we would. I, I don't know how it was. 
I think that there was a little bit of a discussion within the band whether or not we should put our stuff out on Spotify. And one of our members were like, oh, fuck Spotify, that sucks, whatever. Mm, not not my words, it was another guy. The guitarist? Uh, I'm not gonna mention who said No, that, the or guitarist or... I mean, I'm not gonna mention... Okay, uh, after after uh, the <laughs> show. Yeah, but but whatever, I mean... Uh, but the thing was, um, we noticed fairly quickly, I think, that a lot of people were like, hey, can we find you on Spotify? And we're like, um, nah, sorry. And that was the thing, there was like a lot of people asking, oh, are you on Spotify, are you on Spotify? So that that's really the thing. Um, I think a lot of people had to like swallow their pride in a way, because... A lot of people were like, I'm never gonna be on there. Fuck Spotify. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. a couple of shows later, a lot of people are asking like, are you on Spotify? Are you on Spotify? It's like, yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just the convenience of it all. It's sort of like being a band today, not selling CDs, you know. Mm. I, you know, ima imagine a band coming up on stage and they don't sell CDs or vinyls or cassettes they're like yeah don't, we don't have that shit yeah I mean but uh, like I say I prefer some other uh, streaming uh, software than Spotify and I uh, I saw that uh, a lot of uh, stuff that I'm searching uh, there is uh, no, uh, that doesn't exist on Spotify as well yeah well everything isn't on there and uh, I mean no it's not Mad Butcher yeah. for example is not there I speak about the, ba uh, the band Mad Butcher that I made a single episode the last time. Yeah, well, I, I know, but I mean, not everything is going to be on, in, on there. And I mean, there are reasons for it. I mean, mostly, I mean, there are stubborn musicians out there. They don't want to be on there. And I don't know, I mean, man. Um, uh, they, they, they are very respectable about that because <laughs> if you don't want your music on spotify they they will remove it so uh let's wrap up uh, uh, the episode man because uh yeah the i'm sorry because uh, because uh the white throne is uh, calling me again uh so yeah, uh, sorry so thanks again uh for uh tuning to our uh, bullshit uh, it was a loose topic uh, it wasn't so much for metal but hey it was about the music as well so and the format that we listen to music so uh, as always definitely related yeah <laughs> definitely related to metal <laughs> yeah well metal cassettes come on uh <laughs> yeah. so um, thanks again uh, you are uh, tuning with us uh, and uh, till next time you can uh, follow up with uh, uh you can uh, interact with us at www.facebook.com slash metalbrainfart metalbrainfart podcast it's gonna pop up there is a link tree you can donate as well for a puking bucket for a brew and uh one more thing uh, stay tuned for uh, updates about uh, my radio show at uh, vacans uh, metal band radio so, do you have something else, man? Um, no, I'm pretty much done now. All right. <laughs> so, stay tuned or be doomed. <laughs>